Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Art of Awesome show number 76. First special teams coach Brad Seely always said, don't be an error repeater. You know, those guys are the ones that, that get cut. You correct your errors, everyone's going to make mistakes, but you correct them, move on. and Hit it! That's what I'm talking about. Wait! Okay now, from the beginning. Hit it, boys. Welcome to the Art of Awesome. My name is Nick Troutman, and I'm a professional athlete, entrepreneur, family man, and adventure seeker. My goal is to share with you stories, knowledge, and inspiration as we continue on the journey together, searching for that secret sauce to producing awesome results in everyday life. Thanks for spending some time with me today, and let's get to it. Welcome back, everyone, to The Art of Awesome. This is the show where we search for that secret sauce to success and the difference between the average and the awesome. I am Nick Troutman, your host, and today is Monday, which means we've got another amazing deep dive interview for you guys. Though before we dive deep into this interview, I just want to say thank you all um, to everyone who has sent me, you know, a DM, a message, whether it be just encouraging words to continue on with the podcast, and especially those who have left a rating and review on the Apple Podcast app, as that's the greatest way to help us grow the podcast and reach more people through algorithms and, and such. So if you guys haven't done that. If you haven't left us a rating and review, I would very much appreciate it. And if we've given you any value throughout this show or any of the past shows, please, if you could go ahead and do that, I would greatly appreciate it. And back to our interview. Uh, Today, we have another just phenomenal interview with three-time Super Bowl champion, Lonnie Paxton. Lonnie was a long snapper for both the New England Patriots and the Denver Broncos. He has played over 250 games in the NFL, won three Super Bowl rings, and he's done so much more beyond just the Super Bowl and 12-year career in the NFL, being that after his retirement, he has actually gone on to become a marketing mastermind and consultant and working with major brands and companies like GoPro, The Real Madrid, PGA, Under Armour, and just amazing information that he gives us regarding marketing, branding, social media, what to do as an athlete, and he gives us three great tips that I I really want you guys to wait for and listen because three amazing tips for anybody whether you be a young athlete, whether you're trying to build you know, a social media presence, uh, build a brand, any of that kind of stuff, he kind of lays it out on what we can all do to build that up and how to add value. So I think you guys are really going to enjoy this interview and conversation. And let's go ahead and dive right into it. Here is Lonnie Paxton. Well, Lonnie, first off, thank you so much for joining me here on The Art of Awesome. Thanks for having me, man. This is going to be awesome. Super cool. So you have played 250 games in the NFL as a long snapper. You've played both for uh, the New England Patriots and the Denver Broncos, and you have won three Super Bowl championships. Um, You've obviously done some amazing stuff in the NFL, but let's kind of go back to the start and... How does one even become a three-time Super Bowl champion? Like, where does your story start? 
Oh man, I mean, it's 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 obviously a, a, a difficult path to get to the NFL, and you know, growing up, it's not something that I I really thought was feasible for me. I, I grew up in Southern California. Action sports were a big part of my life. A lot of my friends were, you know, uh, jumping dirt bikes or BMX. Um, and so team sports were, were something I gravitated to. My dad was my coach growing up. I was, was actually too big to play tackle football. So I had to play flag and, and a couple other sports. And my dad was a season ticket holder, um, to the LA Rams. And so we used to go down and see him and, uh, and, and, you know, go to the games early and, and he'd tailgate, we'd, we'd go inside and we'd see all the things happening, like, you know, the cheerleaders or the, the Frisbee dogs or all that, you know, stuff. And right in front of us was the long snapper. And so I could always throw pretty good. And so I was just intrigued about, you know, how a guy could throw a, a ball so perfectly through his legs. And, you know, growing up, I, I, I tried to do a bunch of different things. And so I just tried it and, it, and I became good at it. And it helped me get on the, the team. Um, it wasn't the only thing I did, but it helped me get to college and helped me get to the pros. And so, um, you know, I kind of found what, uh, what I was good at and stuck to it. That's amazing. And it, it truly is like almost that, that Cinderella story of like, you hear so many kids that, that, you know, want to make it to the, to the NFL, want to make it pro in, in whatever sport that they're, you know, interested in, but, uh, football obviously being a, a huge sport here in America and to just, ha- to chase that dream, figure out something, you know, that whether you're exceptionally skilled at, or just something that you see and, and just tr- chase it all the way to the end, to the end zone. Um, no pun intended there, but it's just, it's a really cool story to hear that. And, and yeah, super proud of you. What were maybe some of the the greatest lessons that you learned playing with a championship team such as New England and working with, you know, Tom Brady as a quarterback and and Bill Belichick as your head coach? Um, Obviously, you know, amazing coach, amazing teammates, uh, and and obviously, you know, the championship team for for several years. What were some of the, the major lessons through that team? Well, you know, it's, team sports are, are, are completely different than, you know, sports like you've uh, played your entire life and where you're, you know, very individually driven and, and it's, it's you versus whatever that is, the kayak or the moment. Um, you know, team sports, you have to kind of, you have to be cohesive with a handful of people. And, um, you know, first thing that comes to mind is accountability, you know, and durability. So, I mean, you're only as good as, as, the, as the amount of time you spend on the field. And that's being accountable to your teammates there. And so, you know, that's to me, team sports is um, is based off of that. And it's it's something that, you know, there's like little teams inside the bigger team. And so I was fortunate enough to um, <clears throat> play college football division one and and uh, and go to the Patriots who were very good the first year. But, you know, we just so happened to bring in as a rookie. My rookie year was with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. So. Um, it was, uh, got lucky, you know, I, and, uh, worked hard and, and spent a lot of time grinding through the, the early days of really not, you know, performing very well and was able to stick around and, uh, and, and be part of the success. That's awesome. I, I played a couple team sports when I was younger, just, just recreationally like hockey and, and rugby and, and different things throughout school as well. But there was always like that, like what you're saying, the camaraderie and, and kind of that team mentality that you're you're as, as good as the weakest link, right? I imagine that once you get to the pro level that it becomes that, you know, at an exponential level and it almost becomes like a brotherhood. Is, is that kind of something that you felt where it just like 
you know, extreme ownership with everybody to to stay together as like almost as like one unity, uh, like I don't know, staying together at that team level. Um, do, do you guys kind of feel like there was that almost like brothership level with everybody? Yeah, I mean, there had to be. I mean, you're grinding through some of those uh, dog days of training camp and, you know, um, it's such a cutthroat business. I mean, you're there one day, you're, you're gone the next. You know, I remember being there in training camp and looking to my left and seeing a few guys looking to my right, talking to this guy, look my left, and those guys are gone. They've already been walked out of the building with their playbooks and their, and their bags packed. Um, so, you know, you're grinding through a lot of that stuff, and through that grind, you build this camaraderie, you build this trust, um, and you put it on film every day so you can't hide. You sit there in these team meetings and, and whatever you did the day before, everyone's watching it and they know if you're the weakest link or they know if you're performing well. So, you know, it's, it's about putting that, uh, that product on the field and on film um, so that they trust you in those key moments. Wow. Yeah. You mentioned that it's, it's like a, an extremely cutthroat business and obviously people think of the NFL as, as, you know, a pretty big dollar game and stuff like that. There, there's definitely, I, I wouldn't say everybody in there is, you know, massively paid, but there are some very highly paid athletes and stuff like that. And obviously cutthroat business that everybody who's ever played, you know, football growing up wants to make it to the NFL. What do you think is the major differentiator or, or di- differentiate differentiator differentiator between um, those who actually, you know, make it to the NFL and, and continue to play versus those who get cut at, uh, you know, at the training camps? You know, <clears throat> I mean, my, my first special teams coach, Brad Seeley, always said, don't be an error repeater. You know, those guys are the ones that, that get cut. You correct your errors. Everyone's going to make mistakes, but you correct them, move on, and, and try to, you know, be a, you know be, score really well when you're graded out. You know, the long snapper, all you can really do is screw up. I mean, it's, I can be perfect a thousand out of a thousand times, but that one time you're on national television and you screw it up, Everyone knows your name. They stare at you with, through the cameras. You're such an idiot. How'd you do that? Well, I mean, you got one job. So I really prided myself on, um, you know, not being that guy, just being silent, um, doing my job, and, uh, you know, letting all the other guys go make the plays and, and make a bunch of money. That's awesome. Now, I, lo- I love how you say that everybody makes mistakes, but just learn from them and try not to make that mistake twice. It, it, it really, reply, it, it applies to everything in life. Like we're always going to make mistakes, but learn from it and, and try not to make it again the next time. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so true. And I mean, I try to, you know, it's tough having kids. I got four kids under nine and, and, you know, they make the same mistake all day long. And I'm just like, come on guys, you gotta, let's, uh, let's try to correct this one mistake and not do that again. And then we'll move on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And, um, you know, that's, that's kind of what's been ingrained in me with just playing team sports and, and, you know, being around some of the best athletes in the world and, you know, wanting to, uh, you know, prove myself day in and day out. That's awesome. So when you were with the Patriots, you guys had some amazing games throughout obviously your career there, but there's one in particular where you just had this, ridiculous and and famous comeback where you guys were trailing uh 13 to 3 against the Raiders going into the last quarter of the game um the pressure was on obviously because it was the game leading up to the Super Bowl and what was the mentality kind of going into that fourth quarter where you guys are so far behind in the game like is there doubt is there fear is there negativity what's kind of happening to you guys when you're in such a, uh, a losing position and everything's on the line? 
Well, I mean, you know, you always have to have confidence. Um, that game was such a, you know, such a weather-driven game. I mean, there was six or eight inches of snow on the ground. And, um, you know, we, we had some really good players, guys who could grind through, uh, through the elements. I mean, we practiced outside in everything. I mean, we never really practiced indoors um, just for those moments. And so, you know, you, 13 to three is, an, is a, a huge lead in the NFL. I mean, a couple scores and you're, you're back ahead or back tied up. So, you know, one play at a time. Um, and I just remember, you know, the crowd going crazy. Uh, you know, the weather is going crazy and, and you just knew everything was on the line. You, you lose and go home. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously as, as history tells, you guys came back in overtime and you guys won it with the field goal um, for 16-13 comeback. And you had your famous snow angel at the, the winning moment. What was going through your head when, when you just lay there on the field doing your snow angel? <laughs> well, I mean, it was – I had a bunch of California friends in town and, and uh, you know, it's a night game on the East Coast, so you have all day to kill. And uh, you got to sleep at a hotel the night before and then you kind of have this, like, six hour window where you're not really doing shit and they're just pounding beers at the house and just like getting tuned up for the game. And, um, you know, they're like, Oh, it's going to blizzard tonight. We're going to, we're going to do snow angels in the parking lot. When you beat the Raiders, you know, growing up a, a Rams fan, we hated the Raiders and every chance to beat them was like, heck yeah. So that was in my head. And I remember mentioning it to someone in the, in the locker room, like going before the game. I'm like, Hey, my buddies are all hammered at the house. They're going to do some snow angels when we win. He's like, yeah, we'll meet him there. And so it just comes down to this final play uh, to do it. So all I, you know, it was a chip shot for Vinatieri. So I just spread to the end zone and, you know, the rest is history. That's awesome. That's awesome. Obviously it was history and, and it, it, it turned pretty famous after that. So it's super cool moment for you guys. Um, now, since retiring your, your 12 year career in the NFL, you have successfully transferred and become this dynamic marketing leader. Uh, you've been a senior marketing manager in global sports uh, entertainment with GoPro. You've been CEO of Dotted Line Ventures, and now you're also working with Kind Humans. Can you tell us a little bit about Kind Humans and what it's all about? Yeah, so, um, you know, I, I consult now. I mean, I, I kind of spent... Uh, seven and a half years at GoPro and they had a bunch of layoffs due to COVID and stuff, which was unfortunate, but, you know, through that process, met a ton of people in the industry, athletes like yourself and, and creators and, and, uh, uh, you know, everyone in the industry and stuff. And they will parlay that, um, after the, after my career at GoPro ended, <clears throat> but Justin Wilkenfeld who helped, I mean, he was number four employee at GoPro and, and, you know, by all means kind of helped launch the brand. Um, he started kind humans with his wife and, you know, it's really, it's a marketplace for good. And, and every purchase you make goes back to uh, support a certain cause. And uh, we make branded products. Like you see here, it says kindness, pass it on. I'm in a, I'm in a van that's wrapped says kindness, pass it on. And um, you know, the marketplace is kind of the revenue driver. And then we tell stories about great causes, great products that are good for you, good for the earth, um, healthy, you know, conscious uh, consumption decisions. And so, it's a fun thing to be a part of. My kids love it. They jump out of the van and got a smile on their face and they're passing kindness on every day. And you know that I, like I said, I consult for a handful of brands. So kind humans is, is one of them and uh, it just feels good. That's awesome. I love it for anybody out there. Who's listening that wants to be a part of that kind humans. Uh, what are, what's the best way for them to, to kind of join on and be a part of that movement? 
yeah, I mean, you can go to kindhumans.com, the website, and become a member there, and you get a cool hat and some swag and, and like, uh, you know, new updates on, on content. We just announced a, uh, a partnership with Loose Towels today, so we got a cool branded towel that just came out, and um, we did this melon collab. Um, we did a wine collab, so um, they can go tune in. They can subscribe to get their, their favorite stuff, you know, on a monthly basis. They can be a member. Or they can just kind of sniff around and, and read some of the cool stories about people doing great things out there. Awesome. Very cool. There are some incredible stories um, on it. So I definitely highly encourage everybody to go check out kindhumans.com. Very amazing stuff that you guys are doing there. So as a consultant and this just amazing marketer that you are, you've worked with, you know, industry powerhouses along the way, like Under Armour, PGA, NFL, NHL, Real Madrid, GoPro, just to name a few of these, you know, major brands. What advice would you have with with your just massive history in marketing and and all the you know years of experience that you have for any young up and coming athletes or you know young individuals that want to kind of either become a social media influencer or just kind of build a brand or or kind of I don't know learn their place in the whole social marketing that that we live in now what. What are some of the platforms that they should be on and should they be focusing on building a brand or what are, what are kind of some tips that you might have for them? Yeah, I've, I always thought as an athlete, you know, I was, I was, I was one of 53 guys. I was on the team. I wore a Jersey. My name was on the back, had a number and those things, but you know, there's a lot of guys who get paid to do things, um, go to events, go shake hands, you know, walk down a, a children's hospital, you know, and, and kind of uh, take pictures and stuff. And, a lot of guys will get paid for certain things and some guys won't. And so I was always the guy who really didn't get paid a ton or if at all for some of these events. And I, I never turned them down. So I went there, I built my network. Um, I made, made friends with the industry people and coming from Southern California, I kind of had an idea of how the brands worked um, and athlete managers, but I was an athlete myself. And so, you know, I always prided myself in going to those events you know, networking and following up with these people because you just never know where that relationship will take you. And, you know, I've found in my career post, uh, post football playing days that, you know, following up with these people and, and having them just in your Rolodex and checking in once in a while, you know, and, and, you know, not always asking them for something, but maybe offering them something and, and build that relationship a little tighter. And, you know, if I'd have, if I'd have studied, you know, computer science and, 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 content creation is as much as some of these guys back in the day, I'd probably be a little bit better of a Swiss army knife, but you know, my relationships and, and things go pretty deep. And I've learned a lot from guys like you and going to these creator summits and, and social, you know, media gurus and producers at GoPro. And, um, you know, so now as a consultant, I kind of bring that added value, but also like an athlete's edge and perspective and, and, you know, winning attitude because, you know, I always felt like my job was on the line when I was playing and I kind of still feel like that, you know, in the business world. So, you know, there's no scholarships here. You got to, you got to perform on a daily and that's what I try to do. That's amazing. I love that advice. Um, network always follow up and offer value. I mean, I would say that those three things have, have had an extreme impact in my own career and something that, that I regularly am, am trying to pursue and, and always trying to network with everybody always uh, following up because it's it's funny how often 
you know, somebody might say no or not right now or whatever. And it's just the follow-up and, and even beyond just following up, it's doing exactly what you say, offering how you can add value to them. Cause you don't just want to be following up and asking like, what is it? How can you give to me? Do you know what I mean? It's like, you need to follow up and be like, maybe I couldn't offer value to you before, but what is it that maybe that you're doing right now that I could offer value to? So, uh, I love those, those three tips that you have right there. And, and I think that that is extremely valuable. Lonnie, you've done so much already with your career. Obviously, you know, three championship rings with the, with the NFL. Um, you've done some major marketing deals and, and worked with some of the largest brands out there in the business. You've done a whole bunch of philanthropy work and, and giving back and such. What is like, what's next for you now? What's your next three to five years look like? Um, I'm not, this consulting gig is pretty good, you know, just having the flexibility to, you know, work with different brands and not kind of be tied down to just one, you know, path, but, you know, being able to mix and match and, and connect the dots where it seems right. You know, I've kind of prided myself on, on being able to be the connector, you know, that, that not the middleman, but, you know, if I see an idea and I, I think you guys need to meet each other and, and there's some synergies there being able to do that. And so, you know, this advising world kind of allows me to do that. I'm involved in a, uh, a film project. Um, I'm also involved in a direct consumer wine uh, brand right now. It's called Knocking Point. And so, you know, we got some really cool things in the next three to five years with that brand and, um, and hopefully get this, this uh, film about traumatic brain injuries off and running and, and into Sundance. So, you know, those are my, those are my goals on top of raising four kids and being, you know, present for my wife and, and doing all the things, you know, that it takes to help run a family. Yeah. Very, very cool. We'll definitely put links to all that stuff in the show notes. And, and I couldn't agree more that, you know, being a family man obviously takes precedence and, and is fairly time consuming on its own. So, uh, I congratulate you for, for doing that and, and obviously being the great father that you are. Lonnie, I'm going to move us on to the next section of the show that I call the fire round. Though before we dive into our fire round, here's a quick word from our sponsors. Personally, I've had my fair share of injuries over the years, and I can honestly say that CBD has been one of my go-tos for any recovery. Whether it be something like a separated AC joint, or tendonitis, or sore muscles, CBD oil has helped me with it all. I've even used it to simply reduce my stress and even sleep better at night. So if you want to give it a try and start feeling better already, then I have something for you. How would you like an additional $50 off the Calm CBD oil that I personally use from Touchstone Essentials? So simply head to www.thegoodinside.com forward slash art of awesome and sign up now. Your body will thank you. Anyone who knows me simply knows that I love being in the outdoors. Whether it's hiking, biking, camping, boating, I love it all. And there's nothing like getting outside on a bluebird sunny day. Though the only thing that makes Bluebird Days even better are a great pair of sunglasses. It's time to make your outdoor experience better with Kanan. Kanan sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. They're made with Japanese optics that make their lenses clearer, lighter, and stronger. And Italian handcrafted frames that are impossible to scratch. So use exclusive code KananCast15 at Kanan.com to receive 15% off your first pair. That's K-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T-1-5. Kanan, clearly better. 
and I'm just very thankful for your time here. So I'm, I'm going to try not to take too much of it. Lonnie, do you have a favorite quote that you live by? Um, you know, with being involved in kind humans recently, it's kind of, it's, it's, I, I see kindness quotes everywhere. And we have one ironically above our toilet, uh, that you look at multiple times a day. Um, at least I do. Um, and it's like, you could be anything in this world or you can choose to be anything in this world, you know, just choose kindness. And so, you know, my kids see it, I see it. And, um, it seems so simple, but you know, there's, there's a lot of shit going on in the world where it obviously isn't that simple. So, you know, it's just trying to, you know, live by that rule and, and, you know, you can be anything, but you know, it kind of starts with that being kind. I love that. I love the promoting kindness and, and all you guys are doing with kind humans. And I love that you have put it above your toilet as a constant reminder, not only for yourself, but for your kids too. It's super cool. And, and I think that's an ideal uh, place to put, put some quotes. We've got a, we've got a John Lennon quote actually about happiness above our toilet in our bathroom. So very cool. Um, Lonnie, what is a lesson maybe that you've learned recently, whether it be through uh, a mistake or through success? Um, you know, when I got laid off, um, at GoPro, it was, it was tricky because, you know, we were started the pandemic and I really put my heart and soul into the job, um, and, and did a, I, I think did a pretty good job, <clears throat> but, you know, at the end of the day, I was expendable because of the situation and budget cuts and all these things. And, you know, just like everyone else felt the world was coming down on me. And so the lesson, you know, that I kind of just had to take a step back and, and tell myself is that it's going to be all right. You know, this just, just weather the storm, um, you know, good things will come because of the foundation I've built kind of, uh, post career and, and it, and it, and it worked out. And so it definitely didn't feel like that, you know, a year ago today, but, um, you know, we're sitting here today with a much better attitude. That's awesome. It, it is always hard when you're in the moment to weather the storm, but I love your attitude towards the whole thing. And, and I think that the irony has fully um, been that, you know, obviously the kindness that you have put out into the world has come back to you with the whole kind humans uh, movement and, and your consultant, uh, your consulting work. So uh, I'm, I'm stoked for you there, Lonnie, for sure. If, uh, if you could go back in time to any time throughout your life, what might be a piece of advice that you would give yourself? Um, you know, I, when I was in high school, I was, uh, you know, team sports kept me out of a lot of trouble. You know, it was, I, I could see in my coach's eyes that they knew I was dancing on the, the fine line of, of either going to jail or, or getting in some big trouble uh, versus, uh, you know, performing better on the field. Um, and so, you know, my advice to my younger self would be listen to your coaches more and don't, don't get so close to that line. Um, you know, because at the end of the day, a lot of those friends that I thought were friends or, or people that, that I thought were cool back then, you know, were just, um, they were just, you know, in it for the moment, not looking long-term and, and, uh, definitely didn't have my best interests and, in, you know, involved. So I love that. Yeah. It's, it's hard. I had <clears throat> similar times when I was in high school as well, that it's, it's easy to, I don't know, especially at that young age to kind of chase that, like, you know, feeling of being cool and, and what the cool kids might be doing or whatever. And it's harder sometimes to listen to those valuable, you know, coaches or mentors that have the experience that maybe try to lead you in, onto that path. Um, 
and and it's tricky, but it, I think it's it's valuable to to listen and and heed advice when given to you for sure. So, I I, I couldn't agree more. Um, Lonnie, here's the trickiest one I think of uh, of all these questions that that I always am very interested in what people say. But if you were to leave this earth today. And everything that you've done, all your championship rings, all the philanthropy work that you've done, everything was gone and erased from time. And all you were left with was a piece of paper and a pencil. And you could write down three truths, three things that you believe to be true. And you could leave this to your children, your wife, any of your fans or followers, um, or just anybody who you've met along the way. What might be three things that you believe to be true that you would leave behind? Wow. Put a, put, put it on the spot, huh? Um, you know, I would probably write down, you know, just, just treat people how you'd want to be treated. You know, it's, it's all, it's, you know, life's life is about relationships. And, you know, if you, if you blow those, um, you know, you're, you're kind of left alone, you know? And so it'd be, probably, um, you know, build strong relationships, um, be, uh, be kind to one another. Um, even if, if you don't like each other, you know, just have that common kindness and, um, you know, make shit happen.com. I love that. I love that Lonnie. That's amazing. Um, I also, you know, Similar to what you had mentioned earlier, but I also tried to add as much value as I can with each of these interviews that I do. So what might be something that you are focusing on right now that either I could help you out with or possibly my listeners? Um, I mean, you know, we're really trying to get this kindness movement out there. And I, I think I've sent you some gear in the past. You talked about it, maybe posted something about it. And, um, we just brought on Paul Crandall uh, as president, you know, he's a former GoPro VP and um, we're kind of getting the gang back together, creating content and telling stories of great people and, and uh, you know, making changes to the world, you know, one, one piece of plastic at a time. And so, you know, it's really just talking about the movement, um, talking about, you know, how you can make certain changes that are going to affect, you know, generations, um, you know, subtly, I mean, you're a waterman, so you get it more than a lot of other people. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really just, just tuning in, helping build that community of, of kindness and kind humans and storytellers. And, and, uh, you know, I, I'm sure we'll stay in contact for a long time because of that. Awesome. I definitely have, I've been following kind humans since it started a couple of years back. Uh, I think at the GoPro mountain games is actually when I was first introduced to it. Um, but I would love to help out more. So I'll, I'll reach out to you after this for sure and, and see what else I can do and just further promote the brand, just the message and the whole meaning behind it thing. I, I just, I love the, the message of promoting kindness because I think like you guys say, it's what the world needs right now. And, and I couldn't be more proud of that and, and would love to help out for nothing for myself, just would love to just help pass that out. So I'll, I'll definitely continue to reach out and, and see what I can do to help out on that end. Lonnie, if there's anybody that wants to reach out and connect with you or just follow along your journey and your parenting, what might be the best place for someone to follow you or to reach out? Um, you know, I'm on Instagram, uh, Lonnie with one N L O N I E Paxton <clears throat> on Instagram. I'm also, uh, uh, on LinkedIn. Those are kind of the two platforms I stick to, 
you know, Facebook and Twitter never really got into those much. Um, you know, Facebook to me was always, you know, if, if you're not in touch with me now, why, why get on Facebook and like just try to rekindle our relationship? Like I, I just kind of looked at that as like people just hunting around for, 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 uh, you know, old contacts, but yeah, Instagram or LinkedIn are kind of the two best. Awesome. Well, there you guys have it. If you guys want to reach out to Lonnie, check him out on Instagram or LinkedIn. I'll again, have those in the show notes as well. The very last question I've got for you here, uh, Lonnie is what is your definition of awesome? Oh, my definition of awesome is just something that makes me smile. You know, every day I try to, I try to laugh a little bit, not be too serious, not get too down, not to get too high. Um, but you know, it's, it's just, it's in that moment, that little chuckle you get. I mean, yesterday I was playing catch with my kid. I mean, uh, my youngest son, who's almost four and throwing some bun footballs to him in the pool. And he, and he, you know, he tried and tried and tried and, and he can barely catch as it is, but he jumps in the pool and he, he catches it. I posted it yesterday and like, that was awesome. You know, just like that moment in his life where he kind of will remember that first catch he did jumping in the pool. Um, those kind of things just make me feel awesome. That is awesome. There's definitely something, I mean, people talk about it all the time, you know, being a, a proud father or proud parent. And I, I see it in your posts all the time. I think I saw a post that, that you had of your son running a touchdown the other day as well. And I mean, I, I just posted some, some videos of taking my son paddling yesterday. And, and I don't know, there, there is something truly awesome about being a parent and sharing your love with sports or the outdoors or anything with your children. And, and just seeing that, I don't know, shared love for something is, is, is truly awesome. It is. It is. And, and it's, and it's so damn scary before you have kids. <laughs> like what, what, am I ready for this? Can I do this? And then now it, it you just see what it does to them. You're like, of course I'm going to make these people, you know, like, why wouldn't I? That I, I couldn't agree more. That truly is awesome. Thank you, Lonnie, so very much for your time and everybody out there. I highly encourage you guys to go check out kindhumans.com and just share the kindness. As we said, the world could use a little bit more kindness right now. I'm Nick Troutman signing off, wishing you guys all an awesome day. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.